Hello, I am Dominic, and in today's podcast, I'll be talking about Formula One and a couple of its members, like Lewis Hamilton, Alex Alban, Roman Grosjean, and Artyom Senna, and I'll be talking about one member in Formula Two, and a couple other stats, and paying respects to fallen members of the community and racing teams. It's lights out, away we go! For topic number one, I will be talking about Lewis Hamilton. And how on November 16th, 2020, he signed a $100 million two-year contract to drive for Mercedes-AMG Petronas Motorsports. A couple of his stats are he has won a total of 95 Grand Prix during his career. He won 21 races with McLaren and 74 with Mercedes. And has won seven championships. He won 2008, 2014, 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020. He is tied with Michael Schumacher with seven championship wins. He is known as the best F1 racer ever, but Juan Manuel Fangio is also known as the best F1 racer because he has won five championships in the 50s, an era known for its terrible safety protocols and safety aspects on the cars. Lewis Hamilton, he was working with... Uh, Mercedes-AMG Petronas for the past few years and he's been an amazing racer and kept up with he's been steady the whole time he's consistent he wins race after race after race the only time he ever really loses is if there's a technical difficulty with the car or if he's not feeling well if he doesn't win then his partner will which was Oh, I forgot his name, but his racing teammate for but uh, Mercedes AMG Patronos would either win and would still bring the team a win, which is still amazing for that team because they're known as a world-renowned company and racing team. Their cars are amazing and beautiful and one of the fastest in the world. Now I will be talking about Alex Albon. And how he, in 2020, took the seat from Daniel Ricciardo and ended up losing the seat halfway through the year. I mean, not halfway, at the end of the year. Because in the beginning, his year was amazing. He got really high scores, really good pace, really good lap times. And then he ended up downfalling halfway through the season. Not being as consistent as he was in the beginning, doing really, really bad, not getting high positions, not getting high speed. His stats were basically just garbage in the second half of the year. And he lost his seat to Sergio Perez, who was driving for, I believe, India at the time. Let me check. Next thing, never mind, I won't check. But he lost his seat. He was driving for a Red Bull. And Alex Albon replied by stating, I can't lie, guys. It hurts. I gave everything out there, but it's still quite enough. It still quite wasn't enough. He basically owning up to not doing that good in the second half of 2020. But he also stated, I want to say a huge thanks to all of you that supported me throughout this year, especially my Thai fans. He's from Taiwan. With all the different opinions out there, 
I will always, I always had you guys to push me through it. I'm not giving up. Love poured me. No, I poured my life into this. And I won't let it stop me here. I have more to give. And my focus is getting back for 2022. And to wave the tie flag again. Friends and fellow drivers of Alex Albon, like George Russell, which drove for Williams' team in, I think, 2019, stated, you'll be back, mate. He basically just voiced his support for Alex Albon, stating that he hopes he gets back and he knows he's a really good racer. It was just his first year and he's a rookie, which is a big downside. On racing in that com in that community because if you mess up once or twice, the teams will cut your contract and get rid of you completely and get another rookie or some kind of other racer for cheaper. Another person I would like to be paying respect to was Antoine Hubert. He was a Formula 2 driver, born September 22nd, 1996. He's a French professional racing driver. He was the 2018 GP3 Series champion. He ended up passing away at the age of 22 following an accident during the feature race of 2019 Spa 4 Champs. Frankenchamps from the two-round at the Circuit D Spa Frankenchamps. The way he ended up passing away was he was going around a corner. He lost control of his car at very, very, very high speeds. I think he was going about 120 around the corner. Lost control, hit a wall, bounced off the wall, and then another racer ended up hitting him at 120, completely splitting his car in half, instantly killing him, which is very devastating. And then later that day, Formula 1 racers ended up racing the same track. Now I will be talking about an amazing racer called Artyan Senna. He was born March 21st of 1960. He was an amazing racer known for his consistency, comedy, and just overall amazing person. On, 19, for, on May 1st of 1994, Brazilian Formula 1 driver Artyan Senna was killed after his car crashed into a concrete barrier while he was leading the 1994 San Marino Grand Prix at the Autodromo Enzo e Dino Ferrari in Italy. The previous day, Austrian driver Roland Rasenberger had died when his car crashed during the qualification for the race. His and Senna's crashes were worst of the several that took place that weekend. This became a turning point in the safety of Formula One, prompting the implementation of new safety measures in both Formula One and the circuit, as well as the Grand Prix Drivers Association to be reestablished. The Supreme Court of Cassation of Italy ruled that the mechanical failure was caused of the crash. It was what caused the crash, although it has been disputed. In 1994, Senna has left his longtime team McLaren, which he had joined in 88, and won three World Drivers' Championships with in 88, 90, and 91, to join Williams, replacing his former teammate, Elaine Prost. There was paired with Damon Hill. Williams was expected to contend for the F1 World Champions, that year, 
they had, and they were amazing in the past two seasons with Prost and Nigel Manson. Although the cars that no longer had electrical aid, which had been banned for 1994 season on debut for his new team, he wasn't a hundred percent confident with the car, and he ended up having a mechanical problem, lost control, and hit a concrete barrier doing very high speeds that instantly killed him. Now I will be talking about Haas LLC competing as Haas F1 team and how they had an impressive debut in 2016 and in the process became the first all-American-led Formula One squad in three decades. Haas F1 is an American-licensed Formula One racing team established by NASCAR Cup Series co-owner Gene Haas. In April 2014, the team originally intended to make its debut at the start of 2015 season, but later elected to postpone their entry because until the 2016 season. The current team principal for the Haas F1 team is Gunther Steiner. The team headquarters in Canapolis, North Carolina, United States, 31 miles from Charlotte, alongside sister team in NASCAR, Entrance Stort Haas Racing. Though the two teams are separate entities, the team also established a second forward base in Banbury, England, for the purpose of turning cars around between races during the European part of the calendar. They have really good relationships with Ferrari, which is a top-tier racing team. The top three racing teams go Mercedes, Ferrari, and then Red Bull. They're known for having amazing drivers, amazing pace, super good consistency, and a beautiful looking car. The relationship with Ferrari Haas has made established a far-reaching partnership with Ferrari was met with a mixed response from the paddock. The constructor was applauded for pioneering a low-cost model that would allow new teams to enter the sport and become competitive, which has been a concern to the sport for some years because it's upwards of 11 million, 7 million euros to make one car. And you might need at least four for a race just in case one breaks down and you're the racer. You don't want your racer retired from the race. Conversely, Haas has approached criticized by smaller privateer teams who had invest their own inf- infrastructure and expressed concerns about the close relationship before between manufacturers and satellite construction holding more political power to sports larger conductors. Constructors. In 2018, the constructor again came under fire from competitors after arriving at winter testing with a car that strongly resembled the Ferrari SF70H, Ferrari's 2017 Formula One racing car. Competitors, McLaren and Force India, both criticized the partnership between Ferrari and Haas because they said they thought it was unfair that such a big team was working with such a small, unknown team. While no official grievance has been filled with FIA, McLaren boss Zach Brown has questioned the relationship. During 2021, rule discussions in April 2019, concerns over Haas F1B team approach 
were presented by Renault and McLaren. Directors of Motorsports Ross Brown said that he wants to protect and enhance the model for the foreseeable future as it allows teams with smaller budgets to enter the sport. Now I'll be talking about my one of my favorite racers, uh, Roman Grosjean, and how in 2020 at the Bahrain Grand Prix, he was driving at high speed off the main drag of the race. I forgot what lap it was. I think it was a like lap like 26. He went to go pull over in front of another racer, hit the racer. He spun out, went into a barricade at high speeds. His car blew up and ripped in half. He was caught inside of it, engulfed in flames. He melted his whole left hand and his right hand. And he was basically on fire for a good minute and a half inside of the wreck, just basically cooking. And he ended up surviving it, getting out to walk off the track perfectly fine, besides a couple burns and bruises. But now he's not racing because he hasn't fully healed. His hand is still pretty mangled and burnt. So he's trying to currently work on that and heal while getting stronger and better at racing outside of the racing community practicing in his house.